Welcome to Wild Tater. I'm Charles Hathaway. We're going to try to speed things up a little bit, make these podcasts a little zippier so that we can uh, cover more in less time, maybe be able to put them out more often. Today we're going to talk about the black cherry tree, Prunus serotina, sometimes called the rum cherry, wild cherry, or wild black cherry. Now this is in the rose family, the rosaceae family. The uh, black cherry can be grown in zone 3 to 9. Now zone 3 means that if the winters get as cold as negative 40 Fahrenheit, they should do okay. If they get any colder than that, they may struggle but uh, or, or even die. But as long as your temperatures don't go below negative 40, you should be okay. Zone 3 is really quite cold. So... The only thing I will give up front as a warning for the black cherry tree is the seed. Don't eat the seed. Now, almost all of the prunus species, which is everything from peaches to, to prunes to cherries, all those pit uh, fruits, it's best to avoid the seed. Now, I will grant that the almond is in this family. It's not the the hard pit, but you break that hard pit in half and you'll find this nice soft seed inside that in most of this species looks very much like an almond. And if you cook that in some of these species, it can be eaten, such as the almond. But uh, because of the level of hydrogen cyanide in each of these uh, pits, it's usually best not to. And it also means that eating almonds, it's best to cook them. Even though I really enjoy raw almonds, I eat them almost in large quantities. But uh, perhaps that's not the best idea. But outside of almonds, I would say best to not eat them. But, I mean, who's eating cherries for the pits anyway? <laughs> so don't even worry about that if you're not planning on eating pits, which I don't recommend eating pits. Okay, so the black cherry tree can be found in all kinds of soils. It is one of the more versatile cherries to, uh, for different kinds of soils. In fact, um, some people ask, well, is the black cherry, is this, you know, like the choke cherry? Is that the same thing? It is not, okay? When you have a black cherry soda pop, that's the flavor we're talking about. Black cherry yogurt. That's the flavor we're talking about. Now, what's different about the black cherry versus your traditional sweet cherry? Well, honestly, the biggest difference is the size of the tree. There is a little bit of flavor difference. These are not... If you have a sweet or sour cherry versus a black cherry and you want to cook a pie, um, both the sweet and sour cherries are probably going to be a little bit better for that um, because... The black cherry will go a little bit more mealy when you cook them, whereas something like a tart cherry will maintain its shape and quite a bit of its its texture, but will have that nice cooked flavor and so forth. But, you know, you could make a pie out of black cherries. It's not a problem. It'll just be a black cherry pie, and it'll be a little mushier and so forth. So if you're making yogurt or anything where you're grinding it up in any way, it's going to be fantastic, okay? 
The black cherry is native to North America, uh, Nova Scotia to Minnesota, goes uh, from Florida to Texas, Arizona to Mexico, and has a very high edibility rating, which makes sense since they taste so good. Now, the thing that I really like about the black cherry and the thing that makes it stand out for me over others is its incredible height, okay? These things can grow 60 to 85 feet tall. And you'll you'll hear different people talk about how, no, they can actually grow taller, and no, they don't usually get so high or whatever. But 60 to 80 feet, you can pretty much figure they're going to grow. Now, if you look up online and try to Google the tallest fruit trees, the tallest trees that bear good edible fruit, you will get things like, oh, there are all kinds of apples that can grow 35 to 40 feet tall, and, and all this stuff, and you'll you'll hear about some obscure rainforest fruits that, um, that nobody can grow outside of the rainforest that will grow taller, and those are great. I have no problem with those, and I love apple trees and all that stuff, but if you're talking about a nice, cold, uh, moderate climate tree that grows fruit i'm telling you your black cherry is the way to go if you want a massive tall tree that grows delicious straight off the tree fruit black cherry i haven't yet found one that beats that there are others that come close in terms of height such as the hackberry tree but hackberries are very small they uh, have a little bit of fruit on them. They're kind of a fun, snacky kind of a tree, but they're not the kind of thing you're going to grow to get quantity of fruit like you might get in a black cherry tree. So it is kind of the winner for the tallest fruit tree so far that I've found. Okay, let's talk about pollination. The black cherry tree is hermaphrodite. That means it has both the male and female organs, and it's pollinated by insects, as opposed to something like wind pollinating or, or something like that. But as with most cherry trees, you will want more than one black cherry to get fruit. It has been known to happen with, with the black cherry. It's, it's one that some people will have a single one and they don't have any others in the neighborhood and it grows fruit fab fabulously and so it's not like it's something that doesn't happen but it is a little more rare often it will be because it is cross-pollinating with another species of cherry that is close enough to get fruit but perhaps the seeds will not be viable something to that effect and the nice thing about this, however, is that because they are considered a wild black cherry, they are usually grown from seed, meaning that they're not a grafted tree, usually. And if they are not grafted, it means they came from seed, which means they are two different kinds of tree, which means that two black cherry trees are almost always perfect pollinators from each other. We talk a lot about pollination because boy, plants make it complicated. Animals are so simple, you know, you just get the same species and a male and female, they'll do fine. And then of course you got to be a little bit careful about inbreeding, but uh, beyond that, they'll do just fine with plants because they graft and uh, clone so easily. You do have to be aware of whether they can pollinate each other based on whether they are male, 
female, male and female, or something else <laughs> entirely, which with plants happens. Okay, so just be aware that you'll want two trees or more if you want a lot of fruit. And, I mean, the biggest fruit tree that we're aware of, of course you want fruit. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Okay, so what are some uses of black cherries? Well, we talked a little bit about some of them. They are a favorite, uh, raw, of course, as we talked about them having that delicious, you know, black cherry flavor. If I'm not mistaken, Dr. Pepper is a black cherry flavored drink. Whether they use actual black cherry or not, I have no idea. I actually seriously doubt it, but that's the flavor they're going for. And, uh, and so, it, but it is also good in pies. It's a favorite in jellies. You can even use it in stews, which I'm not sure how you would go about that, but so so they say, you know. <laughs> it, but you do want to make sure that a black cherry is fully ripe um, when you pick it. Otherwise, it will have a bitter flavor. That's the case with most fruits. Actually, a lot of fruits will have more of a sour, uh, astringent flavor, um, but the black cherry has a little bit more bitter flavor, which, what fun is that? You know, just wait till they're they're ripe. And usually with a lot of fruits, and I don't know if black cherry is one of them, so take this with a grain of salt, if they start falling from the tree, that's usually a sign that they are ripe. Okay. Um, some people describe the flavor of the black cherry as, you know, they say that it has a thin skin with juicy flesh, but a pleasant vinous flavor. Now, I don't know if vinous they mean like a grape-like flavor, also, black cherry is used, as we've mentioned, uh, for sometimes for soft drinks, sweets, syrups, stuff like that. Now, I will say, too, as a side, that uh, sometimes the flavor that they get for these soft drinks and so forth is actually from the bark. Now, I don't recommend eating cherry bark because... Uh, unless you know what you're doing or how to prepare it and so forth, you're welcome to look into that. There are ways it is used. If, in fact, if you look on some root beer extracts, they will say that they are using um, extract from cherry bark for that. But that said, you know, if you're wanting the black cherry flavor, like, you know, black cherry soda, um, you get that from the fruit. Okay, and obviously cherries, black cherries, they are most liked for their fruit. But let's briefly talk about some of the medicinal um, herbal uses that have been used throughout time, especially by Native Americans. Remember, this is a tree that was, uh, was, that is native to North America. Okay, the, uh, it's, it was used medicinally by various North American, Native American groups. They would use the bark of the root, the trunk, and the branches um, as a sedative, as an antitussive, astringent, pectoral, stomachic, or tonic. Now, not being a experienced herbalist, I'm going to read directly from the Plants for a Future website, pfaf.org on this part. The medicinal properties of this plant are destroyed by boiling, so the plant should only be allowed to steep in warm water. The root bark and aromatic inner bark have 
expectorant and mild sedative properties, and a tea may be made from either of them and has been used to ease pain in the early stages of labor. The tea is also used in the treatment of fevers, colds, sore throats, diarrhea, etc. The bark is harvested in the autumn and should not be stored for longer than one year since it quickly loses its medicinal properties. It's the young, thin bark that is preferred. A decoction of the inner bark has been used in the treatment of laryngitis. The root bark has been used as a wash on old sores and ulcers. The bark contains the glycoside prunacin, which is converted in the digestive tract to the highly toxic hydrocyanic acid. Prunacin is at its highest level in the bark in the autumn. So the bark is harvested at this time and can be dried for later use. In small amounts, this exceedingly poisonous compound stimulates respiration, improves digestion, and gives a sense of well-being. The fruit is astringent and has been used in the treatment of dysentery. Okay, that's the end of the quote. And I will give as a uh, another disclaimer that... Don't just try stuff with the medicinal aspects. Do some study. Look into it deeper. If there's one of those that sounds like, oh, that's just what I need, then Google it. Start looking at the properties, how to prepare it, what's the best way to go about it before you try anything at home. And as with anything plant medicinal, I encourage people to, when it comes to using it for healing aspects or or treatment of of either disease, sickness, injuries, and so forth, only use these things as an over-the-counter thing, okay? If there is a medical level that would require hospitalization or going to a doctor to get a prescription or something like that, don't try to use plants to cover those things. Now, this is my own approach, and take it or leave it, but... I, I think it's best to take the herbal medicine as over-the-counter. If something is more than what would be required for over-the-counter, go to a doctor for it. So if you're having headaches, just need to get, you know, to, to sleep better, little things that you could go buy a pill for at the pharmacy without needing to get a prescription then go ahead, use plants for it. That's great. That's, that's fabulous. We should be able to take care of most of our health needs with plants and so forth. Anyway, okay. Remember, we were making the zippy, so we're going to speed up just a little bit and finish up. Okay, other uses for the black cherry. As with other types of cherries, it makes a beautiful wood. Um, so it, it is a close and straight-grained, light, strong uh, rather hard and highly shock-resistant wood. As far as arts, uh, there is a green dye that can be obtained from the leaves. You can also get a kind of a dark gray or green dye from the fruit. And because of the uh, beauty of the wood, as well as the uh, the good quality of the texture and and the wood itself, it's often used for furniture, cabinet making. Um, buildings and so forth, uh, arts. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful wood. Now, as for how to grow it or where to grow it, it does like well-drained, moisture-retentive soil. 
and it, it would like a warm, sunny position. For those of you in areas like my own, you'll be happy to know that it does well in limestone. We have lots of limestone around here. It even likes to have some chalky soil, but uh, not, not too much, because if there's too much, it'll become chlorotic. Now in the wild, the black cherry is a fast-growing uh, tree. It's also a very long-lived tree, which is one of the advantages that it has also, which is common to the taller trees like that, where most cherry trees, domestic cherry trees, will grow 15, or will live 15 to 30 years, the black cherry will usually live 100 years and can even live up to 250 years. So that alone is a good reason to, to invest in them. They're a, a great producer. They tend to grow fruit every year for the most part, rather than, you know, where, where some in the same family will only grow fruit every two to three years. This tends to grow well fruit well every year just a couple of things to be aware of the uh, black cherry some would consider this a negative i would consider this a positive but uh, the black cherry is rather shallow rooted and will produce suckers if the roots are damaged so if they get messed with or where you're digging around it much and and hurting the trees it will produce suckers i love trees that produce suckers because I'm trying to grow a food forest and I encourage anyone who can and has any desire to do so or at least designate a part of your yard as a food forest and allow those suckers to grow because they're going to um, they're going to fill your yard with beautiful trees. Now it's also important to be aware that it is susceptible to honey fungus if that is something that is a, a danger in your area. Uh, you may want to learn how to deal with that and to end on a good note if you are in north america as i am this tree naturalizes very well which means that it will become native quite easily and and uh, and it will grow new trees and and try to form its own you know population which is wonderful because we need more wild cherry trees out there. I mean, good gravy, we need more cherry trees out there. <laughs> Especially in areas like this where it's kind of hard for people to get cherry trees. We're in a cold uh, climate, we're in zone five, but uh, some areas around are even down to zone four, and these should grow just fine in those kind of areas. So how cool is that? It also attracts butterflies, it has very fragrant flowers, and beautiful flowers and blooms. Go ahead and do a Google search for black cherry blossoms, and you'll see what I'm talking about. These beautiful white elongated cotton balls, almost like uh, uh, little streamers of, of, of white puff um, that the flowers look like. They're, they're beautiful trees. So get yourself some black cherry trees, Prunus serotina. I'm Charles Hathaway. Thank you again for listening. Mm -hmm.